You are listening to PAX, a podcast on the Giggles Live Radio Network, hosted by Big Tom McLean and John Marquez. Please welcome your hosts of PAX, Tom and John. I might add on every podcasting network now, too. We can, we can find us there. Nice. In the event that we do an episode. We're, we're trying to get back on that, get, get on uh, track. We've done quite a few lately, which is good. <laughs> yeah, we're getting back on track now. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be back in the studio here. Yeah. yeah it's the been Giggles, a while since we've been here. The Giggles Live headquarters. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've been doing ours remotely, so it's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I just noticed there's a basketball hoop up there. Oh, yeah. The kids come in and they'll shoot some hoops in here. It's and it's fun. a Paw Patrol. Oh, of course it's Paw Patrol. Yes, yes. My grandson is all into that right now. Oh, really? Yeah. He's. Uh, we watch that one when we're taking care of him. We throw it on. And he's just all like, looking at it. Just he's got his Paw Patrol pajamas. He's got all that stuff. So it's a great. It's a great cartoon. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it is good. It is good. And I think. Like I could watch it even without the kids if I like because it's funny. I found myself watching it without it. My wife's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> well, it's kind of cool. You know? It's cool to see that. There's a another one. Have you ever heard of Pokio? No, that po- Pokio is another one. If that one sneaks into your life, that that's mm-hmm. one where you'll find yourself watching it and the kids are off doing stuff. <laughs> the cartoons are a lot better now than they were back in the day. Yeah, a lot less violence too. So I was trying to show them uh, old Roadrunner. Oh, yeah. Cartoon, and my daughter was having none of it. She like, can't show them that stuff. I go, I used to show you guys that. You know, that was not a big deal. I show my kids the Popeye, and the mm-hmm. and they'll get, like, super racist or super, and I'm like, going, oh, I don't remember it being like that, you know? Uh, Popeye was going to cook for Olive, and she goes, well, don't make any of that weird foreign food. Yeah, so you can't, you know, cartoons are a lot different now than, yeah, yeah back in the day, probably isn't appropriate for now (laughs) right yeah so you got to go to the x games over the weekend um no i just went to their their preview oh you went to a preview okay on thursday they had a preview of the event so we got to watch the practice and stuff and we'll see it was kind of cool nice it was hot as can be though oh was it and the way the x games is set up i don't know if you watch it on tv where you're standing the entire time i mean there's very few stands and those are like for the vip people so Mm -hmm. we we sat in a stand we're watching some of the practice for the the uh, uh, skateboarding and stuff, but for the most part, you're walking and standing the whole time. Yeah, it's like I'm like, nah. I watched it on TV all three days, which was great. Mm-hmm. But I saw the mass of people there. And I'm like, holy smokes, that's got to be with the heat. It was crazy. It seemed like it was kind of cool as far as people that. I mean, that's not something that I spend much time watching or anything. But mm-hmm. so they're kids too, so they're just having a blast. Oh yeah, my goodness. Okay, are we having a trouble? Okay. No, we're not. Okay, I thought we were having a problem. Oh, okay. I'm going to keep an eye on that just in case. All right. Silly memory card. Yeah, but anyway, but it was a good event for the city of Ventura and the county. I mean, I guess they had like over 50-some thousand people there. Oh, wow. Over the weekend, which was, that's really good for that event. I saw that Tony Hawk made an appearance, and he was out there signing autographs and stuff like that. We watched him uh, skate. I guess he was in the very last competition, the half pipe. Oh, was he? Yeah, so he competed. He was the last one to perform for the games. And, you know, he's 55 years old, so there's these kids that are doing these loops and flips and everything. He got on the skateboard, I think, the first time, and he went up the ramp one time, and he fell off. And it was like, 
you know, he, he showed his age. You're right. <laughs> he, he did one trick, I think, where he actually completed it. And then the other time, he just kind of went down and went around, and then he fell off, and he was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. You know? They need to mic him the way they do the NFL, so yeah. that way he could do that. He could say, you guys, I'm 50. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so he's competing against his grandkids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when you look at it. Wow. And it was crazy. It was good to see him do that, but you could see he was just, you know, he didn't have it. You know? But just to stay on the board itself was tough for him. You know, at that capacity. But I mean, that's that's tough. You know, what a great thing for him to be able to be a part and see all of that too. Because there was the had we talked before about the documentary about Tony Hawk and how the video game became a thing. Because mm -hmm. yeah. he basically was a programmer. He had to have a day job yeah. where he was working programs, yeah. and he kind of pitched the idea, and yeah. it ended up becoming yeah. one of the biggest games ever. Yeah, none of this would have been possible without him. Yeah. You know, so he's a legend. You can tell he's 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 like a rock star in that group. Yeah. Everywhere he went, they want everybody want to take a picture with him or whatever. So, but it was cool to see that. It, it's good to see the young athletes and the crazy stuff they do. Right. The ones right. that do the Moto X, those guys are nuts. Flipping in the air with their motorcycle and letting go of it and then grabbing it and landing on it. I was like, holy smokes, it's crazy. And doing it in front of a crowd, too. Yeah. That's the part that would drive me. I, I think I would have a hard time thinking I have this big piece of machinery yeah. and, and I could fling it in, in the direction of kids. Yeah. Well, I know it's not really bent that way, but. Yeah. But a lot of them say they feed off the energy of, of the crowd. So, yeah, I, mean, I get it, you know, but. Not for me, but you know, <laughs> it was cool to see that, and it was good to see that it, it's it was good for the, the for the city, huge win for the city. I mean, they did a good job. We talked about traffic flow earlier, and uh, there was no traffic problems yeah. from what I've heard. And they, they heard they had a beautiful drone show. I forgot about it, so I missed it. Yeah, I didn't catch that on Thursday because we were at the fairgrounds on Thursday, and then I guess in the evening they had that, and then they had a free demonstration for the kids too, which and the, they let the kids right there in downtown do a bunch of stuff too so it was cool they said the drone show was really good too so that's what i heard um, but yeah no i mean congrats to visit ventura i mean yeah. they, they were the ones that that were kind of the backbone of all this and ventura coast uh, i think their tourism group mm -hmm. so they they uh, all partnered together so and we were a huge supporter of it with them too so anything we could do to support it as well yeah, so such a great thing. Yeah, we we I mean they want to bring it back again, which I think is is smart if they want to do that again. Would be good. Make it a regular thing. I mean, come on, it's at the beach. I mean, it was cool to see the shots where they were like in the air, and then you see the beach behind her, you see the pier. Yeah, so it was kind of cool to see that. Yeah, oh. that's one of the things that I I'm disappointed about that we don't have more pictures of the of the old um, was it Babe Ruth Field that used to be out there at mm -hmm. Seaside Park, yeah. and I, I I wish we could see because wouldn't that be kind of cool to get like drone footage of those days mm -hmm. and be able to see where the mall is and all that stuff just be really cool. Well, you know, back in uh, you know the county's doing their hundred. 50th anniversary this year mm -hmm. and they're doing kind of a then and now type thing so i don't know if they've done anything with the fairgrounds yet but i know for this whole time um they are doing like a before and after wow so maybe um, i'll ask i have a few people i know that are putting it together i'll ask if they have anything from the fairgrounds because that, that would be an important piece to the history of our community yeah let them know if they need some help with some, the baseball aspect too I'd love yeah to throw some parts in yeah. there because yeah. that, that's been a big passion of mine lately yeah, so it's uh, and and you know we're having the big party and um, I mean every every city's doing kind of an element of it. But mm -hmm. The big party is October twenty first in Santa Paula. Right. And so we're having uh, um, our we have two events that day. The first event is a free event for the community. Mm -hmm. uh, well, not just our community, but the whole county at the uh, agriculture museum, 
right there by the train depot. And there's a there's gonna be a kids zone. There's just a lot of different programming. Some local community uh, um, theater will be there, uh, dancing and so on. And then later in the Apollo, that's yes. so amazing. Yeah, they're their headliner. We have um, the Charles Law Band, who's a local favorite from Santa Paula. Whiskey Business, another local band. Oh, that's how cool. So, uh, so it's, it's a collaborative <laughs> effort between the museum, the County Ventura, uh, Ventura County Museum, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, and um, Total Local BC, um, who puts on like a lot of a lot of events throughout the county as well. Oh, wow! So, and then you know, the city of Santa Paula has been great. The county's been fantastic about supporting us too. And what date is that again? October twenty-first. It's a Saturday. It's a one-day event. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be a, it'll be a good time. So it's a it's a lot of a lot of uh, we're putting a lot of hard work into it, but we're doing it now. But we're getting ready. But uh, it, it's going to be a fantastic day. And where is that main stage going to be at again? Yeah, Veterans Park, right across the street from. Uh, um, it's where the skate park. But the during the day, the event at the museum is all free. So and. I think we have we're, we'll have an announcement soon as far as the prices for the tickets and how they're going to be sold probably the next couple of weeks. But okay, but I mean it'll be inexpensive and you know where do you get to go see a band like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and several other bands for you know minimal cost? Yeah, you exactly. Know? And plus, once it sells out, you can hear it probably from anywhere in Santa Paula. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll um, be able to hear it from every other park in Santa Paula. Well, if it's like every event that I do, you know, everybody says, "Oh, I heard," you know, we're down at the Kmart. All right. Somebody's got bad timing. Okay. Oh, your phone. That was just my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, it's DMV Mike. Of course it's DMV Mike. Oh, trying to interrupt our show. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I do events, like we used to have at the Kmart lot, I mean, it was where we played people that were up in the far end, up by, by uh, Mupu area. Uh-huh. Or they're like, we heard the concert from up there. You know, it's just the way the town sits. So you can hear it from anywhere. So you just sit out in your backyard and just listen to music. You know. Yeah. So, uh, but it, but it'll be a good event. It's one of many events throughout Ventura County. Yeah, that's gonna be a blast. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Isn't it crazy all the events that are going on? Yeah, the they really are. And it's we're just getting started because we're getting ready to go into fair season, and it's gonna be just nonstop once that comes in. Yeah, yeah. I'll be at the fair during the livestock auction. Oh, okay. Yeah, I usually go, and this year... Um, oh, you're um, going to be helping out the auctioneers, right? Yeah, I'm one of those guys that points to the guys that are bidding. Nice. Yeah, I got to wear my cowboy hat, white shirt, and... and some whatever. chaps. Mm, I, I could, but... Get some spurs on. Yeah, you know, assless chaps. I don't know what they call them. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's kids there. I don't <laughs> that's know. what they call them. I, no. I don't think you're allowed to wear those No, kids. no, you got to wear some, <laughs> but I think that's what they call them, right? You know, the way they're set up. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, whatever. You know, not for me. I'm, I'm straight, you know, straight-laced. Uh, probably I'll wear my, my Dockers and my cowboy hat and cowboy shirt and my tennis shoes, and I'll call it good. That's about as cowboy as I get. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure KVTA will be there for that auction too. They're always there for the the last day, the for the auction day. So yeah, you'll have to pop in there and sit down with Spence too. Yeah, it's a great event. We do that every year. We're out there. My kids have sold animals there. Um, but it's it's a good good um, um, project for students all throughout the county. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then the support from all the businesses and all the all the organizations it's crazy how much how much they really help out and support the kids yeah you know and then a lot of the product a lot of the uh, animals that are sold end up uh, getting donated to food share right which helps numerous families throughout mentor county 
Yeah, they're very good at distributing. Yeah. Everybody comes or goes through food share, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 amazing the work that they do. It's it, uh, for what little resources they get, sometimes they can maximize everything. Yeah, especially so. when you consider how much need there is in the everywhere. I mean, cuz yeah. food share is it's nationwide. Yeah. And but, you know, they're obviously our county takes care of our county, yeah. but it's it's amazing how many people they really have to take care of and the network that they have to rely on. Yeah, and the relationships they have with everybody too. You know, Monica White, their their CEO is just amazing does amazing work with her staff. And it's I mean, I I was there recently for an event and it was just you just look around and it's like, wow, they they do a lot of stuff for the community. And they support, I mean, me being in Santa Paula, they support several organizations constantly that week in and week out that they're bringing in food and stuff and it feeds a lot of people in our community. I yeah. mean, that, and we're just one of many areas that that uh, are in need, and they and they they don't blink an eye. They just do it. Yeah, they definitely do things the right way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but it's it's kind of crazy, you know, what's happening. Yeah, it is. And then we've got my big expos coming up on October first. That's mm-hmm. I mean, that's coming up so fast. I mean, it's literally like two months. Yeah. Away, and so we've got that coming up. So be sure to check out VenturaExpo.com. Um, gonna have still have a little bit of vendor space, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure how long that's gonna last. How many vendors are you looking at having this year? Uh, vendors is probably gonna be about 45. Really? Yeah, wow. somewhere around there. Because we, we've mo- the it's over 100 tables, but most vendors get multiple tables because they have different um, you know different aspects to their collections yeah. and things. So mm-hmm. um, so it's gonna be at least 45 vendors. We have um, gonna have it. I think we're going to have about a dozen autograph guests. I believe we have a huge uh, fight coming up at the Ventura. It might be on the 21st, as a matter of fact, of October. But we have a big fight coming up to the at the Ventura Theater, MMA fights, mm. and uh, I'm going to be doing the uh, I'm going to be doing the commentary on it. My buddy and podcast partner has a a fight scheduled for that night and uh, many of his teammates so we're gonna be bringing the local mma here and uh we're gonna be partnering with them where they're gonna uh, the fighters are all gonna be coming in and we're gonna have like a fight postery type of thing or Mm -hmm. program for them to sign and so there'll be autographed guests to be able to meet the fighters and things like that so and then we'll also have a couple of the you know nba players things like that too so are you gonna have any like demonstrations for the mma fighters like you know, some expos will set up like a ring or something, or we don't have the like space that. for that this no. year. Maybe, maybe in the because we'll probably do another one in February or March. Maybe mm-hmm. in that one because we'll go to one of the bigger rooms. But yeah. um, we are going to probably do like a question and answer thing afterwards with some of the because um, we're kind of getting more into the the uh, mental health stuff with uh, with sports and with mm-hmm. you know with entertainment and just in general relationships. Yeah. And so we're uh, we're kind of toying with the idea of having a couple of the guests sticking around, mm-hmm. talking about that, and, you know, because I've been doing a little more stuff with uh, Turning Point. I really mm-hmm. love the work that they do, especially working with veterans and yeah. you know, big focus on mental health and and things. So, you know, so we're yeah. going to have that, and obviously Turning Point's going to have a booth there at the expo, yeah. along with the Autism Society. So we're going to be Good. making sure that we have, you know, access to good folks as well. Yeah, yeah, and and that's good. You're addressing the mental health aspect of of it because you know it affects, you know, affects every day people every day. But you know, it, it's interesting to see the sports side of it. Yeah, 
you know, athletes and, you know, even when they face injury, you mm-hmm. know, what does that do to their mental psyche too? Especially if they're like an elite athlete, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, actually, I, I, I'm curious because of, you saw LeBron James's son. Oh, yeah. You know, he had his, uh, what, he had cardiac arrest? Yeah, cardiac arrest. Young guy, freshman. So what does that do to his psyche, you know, yeah. in his career, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but it's just like, you know, he's a young kid. He's what, 18, 19 years old, has a bright future, but does he, he needs that strength to, to get back to where he needs to be. Yeah. My first you thought know? was that it was going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Cause I don't know if people are going to take that, make that investment anymore. Yeah, exactly. So or yeah. if he's going to be cleared to play anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, your endorsements, your, you know, just you know, your, you know, your long career. I mean, and that even affects LeBron, his dad too. Yeah. Because his dad's kind of been hanging around just for the opportunity to play alongside him. Yeah, and if it doesn't happen, is he going to continue to play, you know, kind of thing, too. So, yeah, so it's I'm sure it plays hard on their mental psyche, too. You know, I don't think people understand what it actually does to to athletes. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, injuries are, are huge, you know. Well, it's kind of what our the, we kind of developed the walkout about was uh, was about the mental preparation that goes into, mm-hmm. you know, any like with comedy, you have to be mentally prepared when you're going out and you're doing an important mm-hmm. set. You have to like be in a certain place, and it's yeah. not, you know, people see you for that one hour and they think that that's your that's what you, you are. are. Yeah. But there's so much work that goes into mm-hmm. it, and the fighters the same thing. The you know, they still have jobs and they mm-hmm. still have nights where their kids keep them up all night and they still mm-hmm. have all the same problems as everybody else, but they have to have that. Yeah. It's life different. Yeah. yeah. Toughness. And it's, it is, it's, it's a big thing. And I don't know if people, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do, but understand that I, I approach it because we handle like the filming in, in Santa Paula. We're like the film uh, coordinators for, for the city. Mm-hmm. And you know, these big stars come in and people get all oh, this and that. And that. And I, I always look at it like, hey, they're just people like us. This is their job. Mm-hmm. It's no different than my job or anybody else. It's just it's a higher profile job. But the minute the camera's off or anything like that, you know, they're mom, dad, you know, brother, sister, whatever. And they deal with the same problems we all do. Yeah. You know, and people, I think, put these, put them on pedestals. And it's like you think, I'm not sure you experience that. They think, you know, they, they think you're going to be funny all the time, you know, and there's times you just need to depress, you know, just compress down and, and just. Well, there's way more downtime than there is, exactly. especially for me. Because you you're know doing I mean? it for like, an, like you said, an hour. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> but you spend all this time preparing and doing all these other things. But it's just not, you can't be funny all the time. It didn't like Robin Williams experience that where everywhere, everywhere he went, people thought he was just going to be instantly funny. And it's yeah. like, give the guy a break. I mean, he, and he had, he suffered from mental illness too. Yeah. I've met Robin a few times yeah. and whenever, whenever I met him, he's been very quiet and you would just say, Oh, very humble, very yeah. quiet. But you know, yeah. I think he's, um, I don't know if he's introvert. I know I'm kind of an introvert, which makes the things that I do difficult because what I do requires networking and requires getting in front of people. But aren't a lot of comics that way though? Um, I think about, about half maybe there's there's some that are just like i've got to be out there making noise i'm definitely not one of those people i'm perfectly fine with not doing gigs if i don't have to but yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean there's a fine line there for a lot of them you know athletes you know comedians actors you name any career really yeah i mean you look at people that deal with with people with mental health issues and they've got to be strong and then they have their own lives too. And I'm sure hearing all that all day long or what goes on, 
that's probably taxing on a lot of them. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. You well, even look at nurses and doctors when you know when they they lose a patient. I mean, what does that do to your psyche too? You know. Well, I do the I do the I don't know if you ever heard me tell the story on stage about the drill instructor that I had in the military mm-hmm. and his wife would come yelling at him while he was marching us. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine what that did to him? Mm-hmm. Going, okay, I'm supposed to be this authority figure that controls these 64 young men mm-hmm. who, you know, and I'm supposed to be bringing them into manhood, but I don't even have my own house. Control. In order. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even keep it in order yeah. enough for it to stay in the house. <laughs> you know, I could only imagine what that would do for him. You know, oh, my wife came out and did that. I'd be like, what? <laughs> she was out there, you know? So she was, as a matter of fact, by the way, happy birthday, Tracy Murray. Yesterday was Tracy's birthday. Uh, he nice. played for Toronto. He was teammates mm-hmm. with, uh, with Doug Christie. He's mm-hmm. not who I got this information from. I got mm-hmm. the information from Sacramento Kings resources, but mm-hmm. apparently when Doug was traded to the Sacramento Kings, where he really became a popular player, mm-hmm. sixth man of the year, et cetera, um, they, they had to talk to him and they had to disclose his wife follows the bus and stays on the phone with her husband to make sure he's not cheating while he's on the bus. Because mm-hmm. she's insecure. She, she's a big part of uh, of him. There's a reason why. There's a reason why he's available. <laughs> you know, and so that was it going into Sacramento. And Sacramento was an okay yeah. place because Sacramento it, it will look the other way if the heroes are. You know, yeah. We have a lot of politicians in Sacramento. We're used to looking the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a different part of California, of <laughs> yeah. Sacramento. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, we get yelled at by Willie Brown for playing around on the elevator so yeah <laughs> and not the raider <laughs> i mean we were at the we were at the state capitol and we were my me and my cousin were on the elevator and we we picked him up in the basement which is where the cafeteria was i believe yeah and he had a little girl with him and uh and my cousin asked him which floor and he said four and my cousin went one two three four hit them all and then he didn't say anything until we got the top and then he yelled at us you get it stop messing around on the elevator and then off we went we were that's just looking funny. at each other like that's that guy we see on TV all the time. <laughs> That'd be cool when you go in an elevator. Was it like in uh, was it Elf? Or because he, he liked the lights, he just put them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> only there's only so many floors at the state capitol, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too much. But. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so that's good to see you're going to get that expo going. I'm going to try and attend. I hope so. Uh, my schedule's looking pretty good right now. Oh, good. So uh, my wife doesn't have anything scheduled for me yet. So it's going to be fun and we can yeah. do uh we'll do a, a live podcast even mm-hmm. if we do a br- abbreviated version. Yeah. That's the plan for now. I'd like to do abbreviated versions of the podcast while yeah. there. Kind yeah, of cool. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Show show people what we do and mm-hmm. be able to have some special guests on some of the shows. Interview some people and yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. So one of the ideas I had for our show is wondering what you would think about this. So I keep having running into people because of the expo who are saying, Oh, I've got all these old cards mm-hmm. and I want, I'd love for you to go through them and blah, 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 blah. Cause I'd like to know what they're worth. I think it would be kind of fun to bring somebody like that. In. Like right, like right under here, you can't see, but there's mm-hmm. two big boxes. Mm-hmm. Those are Dr. Ronald Atene's cards. He gave them to me months ago to look through and I haven't even looked mm-hmm. at them yet. But it would be fun to have him here and sit and, and uh, look through him with us and, yeah. and kind of go over Because a lot of these cards are from when I went through some of my old basketball cards, mm-hmm. I had so many Kobe rookies. I couldn't believe, like, dozens of Kobe rookies because that was the year I stopped collecting. Was That mm-hmm. was the last year. But I bought a lot that last year because I kind of over 
overwhelmed yeah. myself. So, hmm. you know, who knows? Well, I don't know if he has any basketball in his stuff. Maybe we should look for Kobe rookies before we bring them over. Take them out and say, I don't remember seeing anything in there. <laughs> He'll be like, yeah, I got some primo cards there, you know. <laughs> they were here. Don't know. I haven't touched them since you brought them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it'd be interesting to hear the stories of how they collected them. Yeah. You know, and because, uh, man, we talked about that. I remember as a kid how I... You know, that one box I brought that had everything with the stickers and everything. From, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was cool because that was my thing. Right. Know, growing up. And it's just like I wanted to complete the set. But I did, now you can just buy the whole team set, I think. But before you had to buy, you know, 100 packs just to get try and complete your team. There was always one in every team that you couldn't get. You yeah. Know? It was just weird how that how that played out. So I swore up and down that what they were doing was uh, short printing one card. I always, and it was always like it was never like the best player. No, it was always like somebody like the third string something or other. Yeah, but you and then they would send you the checklist. Yeah, and I would always have all of them fill up, but one. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, you know, <laughs> I could buy thirty more packs of cards and you know chew that much more gum and <laughs> you know. I think we were buying them by in starting in like '88. We started buying them just by the box because mm-hmm. you can get them. I think it was price club you get them for like 10 bucks a box mm-hmm. you get that whole box of tops it was yeah. so fun to sit there i would get so excited mm-hmm. that i'd have to wait before i started opening it yeah. because i would just look at it and just be like so many cards right here yeah you know and in that thing you're getting you know greg jeffries rookies which at the time seemed like it was a really big deal <laughs> you know and you were getting all these cool mark mcguire jose canseco yeah. with the little rookie rookie cups and all that yeah. stuff. It was just such a fun. It was such a fun thing to collect. Is there a um, sport that's like the hottest sport right now for cards? Um, still the big ones. It's. I think that they're all good. I think all sports are big right now. I think uh, basketball is one that's good, a good like investment sport because um, it seems like I think that's kind of driven by Kobe, Michael Jordan. Um, baseball's doing well because of Shohei Otani. Otani and, and Trout are kind of mm-hmm. carrying that. Yeah. It's kind of crazy now how mm-hmm. a couple of people will kind of carry the hobby a little bit, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cuz you look at football, football people are going, "Okay, well which rookies are in this like I think it's this year's prism. There's not a lot of, you know, rookies like last year where you would get Brock Purdy and Justin Fields and you yeah. get all these different, you know, even um Trey Lance and all, you know, it's like there wasn't a big standout. Yeah, this year. Yeah, there's nobody that's like the big investment this year. So, yeah. what about soccer? Soccer is really big now with Messi being in, in Miami for the MSL. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, well, you know, Messi uh, came from uh, was it, he was in Argentina. Oh yeah, you know, he's back over. He he's playing for the MS, MLS uh, club Miami. Oh okay, and his first game, I don't. know, um, he scored the winning goal, oh. very first game, <laughs> you know, and I was telling my wife, I'm like, God, this guy's going to just take this whole country by storm with, it's going to help elevate that league. So he's going to be like the uh, Beckham cause Beckham kind of did that. It, yeah, exactly. And Beckham was actually in the stands. Oh, was game. he? Yeah. Oh, nice. Wife. Yeah. But it's like, uh, I think he's going to help elevate the, the soccer league now. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're smart. They're getting people from overseas that are known superstars. You know that are coming in to to help build what they're trying to do, and and they're becoming a well known league now throughout the world. So it's uh, it, I don't follow it too much, but 
I mean, I, I'm starting to watch a little bit of it. I'm not a real big, big soccer fan. I mean, I, I watch the World Cup, mm-hmm. which is cool, but I'm not a real big league uh, here, you know. Soccer, it, it gets confusing when they add minutes and things like that. That's where it gets confusing for me. Yeah, how they figure out the number of minutes, I don't know. That's, that's, that's always like, is this game yeah. almost over or not? Yeah, there's there's like <laughs> I know watching the the uh, uh, the recent uh, what was it the uh, uh, Concacaf Cup where it's all just the the Americas uh-huh. and you know you see and then there there's like no no action the whole whole half and it's just like oh we're gonna add five minutes I'm like where do you add five minutes how does that happen and then there's like numerous injuries or whatever and all that. And they add like two minutes. And I'm like, so how do you figure, you know, <laughs> what justifies the time or whatever, you know? And it's just, I don't get it. You know? <laughs> I don't get how they figure that out. I like how it goes, it goes down to zero. Then all yeah. of a sudden there's four more minutes. I'm like, wait a minute, how, yeah. that, how does that happen? Yeah. Or how they figure offsides. And it's just like, it's like a matter of interpretation when you're offsides. There's no definite like nfl it's a line yeah you know you know yeah. what it is but this one it's a moving line right and it just depends on how fast that referee on the side is if he's slow you're gonna be off sides every time you that's know? true so it's just it's it's just a i don't understand the nuances of the sport yet yeah it's fun to watch in person though we and why we, can't you at least punch like you could like not each other not the people but the ball yeah, I don't know how. You it know, seems like you should be able to like punch the. Can't ball. touch it at all with your hands. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't but, like that. But we've watched a game at uh, Allegiant Stadium. You know, a soccer game out there, and it was U.S. and Mexico, and it was crazy. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah, when you get the rivals, that's where it's a lot of fun. You know, so uh, in U.S. and Mexico always have that rivalry. Oh, that'd be so. I, see, yeah. I would enjoy that. I and, think I would enjoy going. I want to go to a soccer game. Like yeah, because you know, a couple beverages are consumed. You know, so it's <laughs> <laughs> it was that was crazy. And and I know when we were there, and I don't know if I've told you this before. When we were there um, at the end of the game, you know, especially with Mexico fans, they throw whatever they have at the end of the game, and it's supposedly beer, uh-huh. but you don't know. Oh. And I guess in Mexico, that's because you don't want to leave the game, so you have to do something. And there's a cup right there, and at oh. the end they're tossing it. And so we're just like, uh, we need to go and decontaminate, <laughs> yeah. get out of here and stuff. So it's just a little. And I was like, I, my wife told me, I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? You okay, know? for my soccer game, I'm going to go to Guam versus the Grand Caymans. Yeah, yeah. So it's, there won't be as much <laughs> liquid throwing, hopefully. The other things probably going on. <laughs> But it's it's soccer is much better to watch in person. It's much more fun. Well, you know, any sporting event is always fun in person, except for football. Now, I think football's. I mean, football's football's different in person, but I prefer it at home. If it's an important game, I prefer it at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are like, "Well, go to the Super Bowl, whatever." I'm like, "Well, you're gonna spend thousands of dollars, and it'll be okay." But it's more fun to watch that kind of a game in person. Yeah, I mean, it'd be good for an experience, but I mean, for the most part, nah, you know. I feel like when you go to, especially when the Rams played the 49ers in the championship a year or two ago, mm-hmm. so many people were like, oh, we should go. And I'm like, going, you don't understand. That's all stress. Mm-hmm. No matter what, it's stress. Yeah. Whether the 49ers win or lose, yeah. it's stress because there's going to be pissed off Rams fans. If the 49ers, I don't really mm-hmm. care that much to fight with anybody about, yeah. about it. Like, I like my team and it all, it's all 
positivity. I don't sit around going, mm. ooh, you're stupid because you like the Rams. Yeah, but you? some people just can't. They <laughs> yeah. get out of control. They're way too passionate. They take it too personal. It's like, dude, it takes game. the fun away from the game. You know, the the players don't even get that fired up. You yeah. Know? It's just like, you know, unless you're hockey. I mean, hockey, I think sometimes they get all crazy on it. But, but even then, at the end of the day, like we talked about earlier, it's their job. Yeah. Once it's done, it's done. You know, in hockey, the fights usually are contained to the ice too. Yeah, there was something on TV I saw the other day where they had a hockey fight and the guy's fighting himself. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was hilarious. I was, was he doing it just to be a yeah, wise he was ass doing or shtick. I thought that was so great. Or is he doing it so nobody will go near him? <laughs> yeah, I think he was just doing shtick. I thought that was so great. That, was, that just totally diffused what was going on over there. Yeah, you know, like how can these guys fight when they're watching this knucklehead fight himself? <laughs> It would have been great if one of the refs went and tackled him. <laughs> or he pulled his out. shirt over his head, <laughs> his jersey. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a pretty funny clip. I love that. That that kind of like as I watched that, I was like, oh my god, how can these guys keep a straight face fighting when they see this guy doing this stuff? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but anyway, that's that's funny. Well, so. as you know, hockey's huge in my life. Tommy's, yes, Tommy's playing and Maddie's. Being wooed, so Maddie may be playing hockey again soon. So goalie, still? Yeah, goalie. Yeah, there's a so there's a shortage of goalies probably nationwide because I've noticed mm-hmm. it at more than one rink. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's usually like incentives to get people in there playing goalie. Where they're like, oh, you know, they'll negotiate your contract. Yeah, well, it kind of is like where they're like, oh, well, you know, we'll cover your ice time and make sure that you've got good, you know, go, you know, get you, get you a couple games and get you in some clinics and stuff. So it's a it's a kind of a really good deal. She did some clinics and it was funny watching her because she's just a little you know yeah. little girl in her pink helmet yelling at the coaches while they're just trying to give her instructions yeah. the way they are everybody else. And you just see that look on their face that you see all too often when people are dealing with Maddie for the first time. <laughs> we really want her. Maybe they'll pay you to take her off the ice. <laughs> the thing is, once she gets in yeah. there, she doesn't want to let anything well, go by good. her. She's intense. Yeah. She's intense. I told the coaches, because he, he, you know, he, he, we were, me and Maddie were walking to get a soda or something. Mm-hmm. Happened to walk across the, the main coach mm-hmm. from the, the, from the cube mm-hmm. and I, I told him i go i said man you want your goalie i go this is your goalie right here i said she's not because everybody loves tommy yeah. super coachable kid i said he's not like tommy or she's not like tommy she's not she's not gonna be coachable yeah. i said but if you tell her that your job is to keep the puck from going through yeah she's gonna keep the puck from going through and i said and she's going to be about as good at it as anybody that you, you're gonna get right off yeah. the bat right and so he's like, he loved that idea. So sure enough, she has problems with her coaches, but she gets out there and tries. I could see her taking the stick and just tripping them. <laughs> her own players, if they don't protect, just because. The good news is she doesn't usually know who her own players are. That's the good news. She just takes everybody out, huh? She just stops everything from coming in. What was funny is she goes, she asked me, I go, you had a great game. She won and everything. She goes, she goes Dad, what team was I on? And I was like, baby, you were on the yellow team. You guys won. <laughs> so oh, I hit the guy in yellow. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anything else we need to hit before we wrap up here? We're good. It was a good conversation. Yeah, great conversation. Thanks for making time for, yeah. to make it over here today. Yeah, and to be back in the studio. Yeah, looking forward to uh, doing this again and, and staying on top of it and being yes. regular on it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to PAX on the Giggles Live Radio Network. <laughs>